Hey guys, it's Bella and Allie, and today we're going to be talking about our mental health journey and our quarantine experience. So, Allie and I were actually lucky enough to quarantine together last in for 2020. Four months, yeah. For four months that we were in quarantine. Um, and yeah, we kind of just wanted to talk a little bit on our habits that we built in quarantine and took out of mm-hmm. with quarantine. And how, like, our quarantine experience was the start of our... A lot of problems. Like... <laughs> I feel like a lot of problems... A, a lot of people came out with problems from quarantine and dealt with a lot of stuff. But for us, it took a little longer for us to realize. Yeah. And we how... want to talk about that a lot. Yeah. So, first, we want to talk about the Chloe Ting workout and how it mm. kind of was, like, the start to our... Like, toxic, toxic habits of body image, mental health shit that we started to go through. Anyways, so we were obsessed with working out, like, obsessed with working out, logging food, and, like, I'm not saying that working out is toxic. I literally am so for, I love going to the gym and I work out a lot, so does Bella. Mm -hmm. We're very athletic, but I'm just saying that, like, working out has to be a positive thing in your head you have to think about it in a positive way so for us during quarantine we were working out and saying to ourselves oh my god like we have to do this right for this amount of time so we could look like this like we just were so obsessive that it was just so bad and also we were like obsessed with eating certain foods certain amount at a certain time um, yeah, we would have, like, schedules of when we could or couldn't eat. That was, like, we couldn't eat past, I remember, like, nine, or else I think it was, like, like, seven or eight. Yeah, we were, like, if we eat past eight, we're gonna get fat, and, like, oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) If we eat past eight, we're gonna It's not gonna digest right. And, like, I'm also for the, like, like, I'm for healthy, if you want to have certain things with yourself, do it in a positive way, just don't look at it in a negative way, like... Some things work for certain people. I'm not saying that, like, you shouldn't eat past or whatever. But, yeah, so that was just something that we did that was terrible. Um, And we were obsessed with TikTok. I mean, everyone during quarantine was posting, like, their their Chloe Ting results. And so that's why we were so obsessed. We were like, okay, we have to look like that after we do the Chloe Ting or else it's... It was very toxic and, like, And we were seeing... I mean, I was seeing results, and I was obsessed with that, but in a a negative way. We were seeing results because we were restricting our bodies and, like, not, like, putting ourselves in calorie deficits. But the thing is, is just because you see results doesn't mean it's a negative thing. We were just seeing results because if you treat yourself that's fine. good it's just, we looked at and it you're seeing way. results, then it's always a positive thing. Like, what do you mean calorie deficit? We weren't in calorie deficit. I was. Oh. <sighs> I'm not saying that's a... It's, okay. We were counting calories. I was, was it? I was. We had that, I had that app. Well, you did. Yeah. Um, we were counting... Well, I was counting calories and my plea app. I didn't know you counted calories. Yeah. We were... I was counting calories and just keeping track on a lot of stuff. Well, wait. How many... I'm curious how many calories. (laughs) I don't remember. (laughs) Um, But it just... Like, seeing results isn't a negative thing by any means. It's just that Allie and I 
had a very negative way of doing it. We just had a very it. negative way over it. So, for me, like, this actually rooted into a lot of other problems. And for me, last December, I was actually diagnosed with bulimia anorexia. And a lot of people don't know that about me and don't know how, like, I've struggled with that the past year. And Allie and I both have our fair share of issues surrounding mental health and stuff like that. So, we not only wanted to talk about quarantine and our experiences with that, we wanted to talk about mental health and, like, our... Like I said, like our like experiences with experience, that. Yeah. yeah, not just eating disorders. Also, I struggle a lot with depression. And a lot of people don't really know that. But I think in this episode, we're going to hear more about, like, eating disorders. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind gonna, of what... I'm going to talk about both. But, like, yeah, we want to we wanna give our fair warning. <laughs> Trigger that. warning. That, yeah, yeah, definitely this episode is going to be, like... We're, we're not going to talk about numbers, numbers. Yeah. Nothing like that. But it is triggering. Yeah. We it's talk not about easy food. for everyone to hear or exactly. talk about. This is actually my first time talking about it to anyone aside from friends or family so it's pretty personal for me yeah um no one really knows about this but basically last december i also so funny fact right now atlee and i actually have covid <laughs> we actually have covid <laughs> yeah. and we are currently in quarantine we are in and quarantine. we are doing at home workouts in a positive way Allie is. Allie is. <laughs> um, We're doing the same shit, just we have a better mindset now. And it's only been five yeah. five days, not, okay. not five months. <laughs> it's been five days. Yeah. Okay. But <laughs> we thought it was kind of ironic that we're talking about quarantine and we have COVID. But Whatever. basically, last year, this time, this is my second time having COVID. This is Allie's first time having COVID. And last year at this time, the same week, actually, same dates, everything, which is kind of funny. I had COVID. But last year, I had COVID, and I was struggling with my eating disorder heavily, and it's brought back a lot for me, and I just want to stay say that I'm really proud of myself for, like, coming this far, and I've had a lot of help and support, especially from, like, my friends and family, programs, everything. Allie's been, like, a huge support system for me. That's part of, like, why we're always, like, so close. Like, we're trauma-bonded. Exactly. <laughs> but... Yeah, last December, I mean, I was struggling with my eating disorder for months before, but that's when I officially came out about it to my parents, and um, I always get asked the question, why did I come out about it? Yeah. Because, yeah. I just asked for that, I was yeah. like, but why? <laughs> A lot of people don't, which is understandable, but basically last year, I was really struggling, and like I said, I have, I'm, I struggle with bulimia, anorexia, and I just wasn't eating and then whenever I were eating I would purge and that not only caused like my physical body to like be drained and like depleted and all the above but it also really affected my mind and school and it was getting to a point where like I was really really having a it's hard time. It's not sustainable. Yeah it's not sustainable at all. I was having a really hard time focusing in school thinking about things and it made me feel really stupid because your brain shuts off. Yeah when you're I not couldn't remember eating anything. a certain amount of food your brain like literally shuts it's, off. It's science. <laughs> you, you can't think not only that but you're like freezing it's just a whole. It's there's there's a lot of symptoms that go into it that a lot of people don't understand. Yeah. Um, Hair loss. A lot, a lot, exactly. Like, my hair, Allie period knows. Period loss. Period loss, yeah. Allie knows how my hair really, and, truly was going okay, through one it. thing, too, I want to highlight. Not everyone has the same not symptoms. Not everyone has these symptoms, exactly. Yeah. Just because, like... Did you lose your period? I did lose my period okay. at one point. But how like, long? Really? Um, towards the end, and then I got help. I lost my period. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
<laughs> like half a year. Allie lost her period. Man, that sounded like very Okay, keep going. <laughs> Allie lost her period. Um I I lost my period towards the end and when I started seeing those symptoms, I got really scared. Yeah. Um, and that's Allie asked me, like I said, why I came out to my parents about this, because a lot of people don't want help. But for me personally, I'm very, very close with my parents. I live with both of them and I'm very like my mom is my best friend. Um, and I'm very, very close with my dad. I'm very much so like a daddy's daughter girl. <laughs> but basically one night I was my mom and I were sitting here with COVID and we were taking our oxygen levels as <laughs> mother daughter do. And <laughs> we had our heart rates and my heart rate dropped dangerously severely low and I was very very nervous and I got very very scared and I started having kidney pain and I was having like a lot a lot of physical problems that I started getting nervous about and my mom had seen like a a physical difference in me and she was asking me she was like Bella is everything okay like are you struggling with eating and, like, she would come out and ask me, and I would be like, Mom, like, what are you talking about? No, like, that's BS. Like, what? Um, but then one night, I was very vulnerable, and I got very, very scared, and I broke down to her. I was just crying, and I was like, Mom, like, I'm, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm at a loss right now, and I don't know how to help myself. I'm not doing well in school. Volleyball had become harder at that point. I wasn't, I wasn't like, able to perform it as well, and that was making me very upset, um, in all aspects, and my friends, I couldn't be there to show up for them, I had no energy to go and do anything or hang out with anybody, birthday parties, all the above, so then, eventually, I actually wasn't able to go to school anymore, and I was admitted to a program, and I was in outpatient program, because my parents, I have severe anxiety as well, and my parents didn't want to send me to an inpatient residential place because they wanted to be there to help me and understand and I went to a place in the city actually and yeah um so yeah I went I was doing outpatient program and I I was in that for about I want to say four and a half months I I was out I was actually out of school for four four and four and a half months um this like this really affected my relationships in like a lot of ways like just because like i'm gonna interrupt for a second yeah not everyone understands and thank you sometimes you you know like if you don't go through it it's just you can't really understand you can't get it yeah some and i'm so thankful that like some of our friends you know that haven't gone through it whatever but um it affects your friendships because people look at you and they're like why do you need to go to a program to, to eat. learn how to eat. <laughs> like, people have fully said to me, why does someone need to teach you how to eat? Why does someone have to watch you eat? <laughs> yeah. I and don't know. It, it's, it's traumatizing. It really, really is. And, like, you see other kids, especially since a lot of these programs are group programs. Um, you see other people You see cry. other people struggling. It's hard. It's not It's, it's not, not easy at all. Yeah. And, like, that, that can be triggering to you. And it's... It's a really hard, and it's also embarrassing. Like, there's no reason to, there's no reason yeah. to be embarrassed. But when you are in a place of this, like, there's a lot of shame. There's a lot of embarrassment. Like, I'm talking about this a year later because 
I think deep down I was embarrassed. Yeah, and I honestly. was very scared to come out because I was very scared to be judged. It is embarrassing by a lot of people. No, it's it's, it's it not embarrassing, be. but it's not embarrassing. But it feels embarrassing. I mean, I never would have thought that like it would. Yeah, it's crazy to think that like it. It took you this long to talk it's cause about it. It's, yeah. It's it's scary. It shouldn't be something you're embarrassed about. It shouldn't be, and I'm a very big advocate that no one should be embarrassed by this kind of thing, but, like, it's a, it's hard to take your own advice. Like, it really is. Um, but this, like, like Ali said, a lot of people don't understand, and not only in platonic relationships, but, like, romantic relationships, exactly. family relationships. Like, I, I distanced from a lot of people. Yeah. And also, like, why it ruins friendship is because like if someone doesn't understand you it's very hard to stay friends with them because yeah. it's also triggering you don't want to be friends with someone that's like oh haha like you need this help no yeah it ruins friendships because people it's also hard to be there for someone like it is standing in the other position it really is Ali yeah. had to deal with a lot with me and i couldn't yeah like i couldn't Which I, understand I a lot of what she was going through i was very confused and I didn't know really what to say sometimes like I literally yeah. I would see her like sobbing yeah. for no I was like why is she crying like what's yeah. going on I would sit there in front of the and plate was, of food yeah also was it was crying. hard to eat in front of her too like I just didn't know it wasn't well what the fuck to do the thing is it was hard it's hard to sit there and eat with someone when they're not eating, eating. yeah <laughs> it's like, true it is hard like I would be starving and then I'd be like oh <laughs> i'm just like sitting there yeah but i i'm so beyond thankful for ali like thank you thank you man for like everything yeah she was really by my side and yeah. it's hard to be by someone's side i had a lot of other really close friends who were as well it's just that ali and i were roommates at one point yeah and we're, like <laughs> we lived together and like we're very in like very close proximities she saw me throw, like, a lot of tantrums. And the thing is, like, I'm not a very emotional person. Mm -hmm. For people who know me, yeah, I she don't... cry. I don't like to cry. Yeah, I, so it's weird to see Yeah, and, like, when you, when you see someone who never shows their emotion or, like, is vulnerable like that to anyone, especially the person they're closest with, it's confusing. Mm -hmm. And it's hard, and it's, like, I don't know how to help you. Yeah. Like, Allie and I aren't very, like, physical, touchy, huggy people. But sometimes even with we each have other. to be. But, like, not even we have to be. Like, sometimes, like, it's yeah. It's good. It's it also breaks. good to be. It's, emotion it's is important. Mm -hmm. Like, emotion is very important. And what, like, my eating disorder had a lot to do with why I wasn't emotional, because your brain can't physically comprehend yeah. Or produce emotion when it's in that state. You kind of just become numb. You are numb. You're very numb. <laughs> You're just numb. You're very numb. Just like you don't you don't care about yeah. anything. And like and some, that's yeah. I've had I've been in two relationships and those that really affected me in both of them. Mm -hmm. Like severely. Moving on from that, I was in program for a couple months. I had a lot of supports, which I think, and I also had a lot of like not not distractions, but people who couldn't couldn't understand how to be there for me. Um, and from there, I actually, I went back to school, which I'm happy about. So kind of from last year to this year, after I got out of program, I don't want to say everyone like went back to normal, but like a lot of my friends and family like went back to normal with me. Like, oh, she's better now. She's healed. Like, everything's okay. Um, we don't have to worry about her. 
etc. Like, everyone kind of assumed that I was just better. But an eating disorder is something that you live with. It's not something that gets diagnosed and fixed. Like, this is something that's going to be with me the rest of my life, and I've learned to accept that. It's just something that you need to learn how to deal with and, like, cope with. And there's different ways of doing that and, like, different strategies that I've learned, etc. Um, so, yeah, this year I went back and I actually, I relapsed coming out of program and I was struggling with my eating disorder a lot. And yeah. I, I didn't tell anyone about it and it was really hard struggling with that alone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then I actually, like, like using the tools like I learned in like program and stuff, I, I helped myself kind of stop, like, purging and, like, start to eat again and things like that. But then that turned into a whole other thing with <clears throat> my depression and, like, I struggled with cutting and stuff like that. And it just kind of spiraled and I actually got admitted to the psych ward um, for a night, <laughs> which wasn't bad at all. I'm very thankful that's all it was. But... It was scary, and I was in the adult psych ward on in a hospital in the city, and it was not fun. So since then, I've been in therapy and kind of, like, working on that. I've had the support of a lot of my friends and family. It's just really hard when you're in and out of school a lot. Yeah. Um, and you have all these people asking you questions, and it's, like, I it's, it's hard to talk about. It's not like, oh, yeah, by the way, I was, like, in the yeah. hospital, like, not knowing how to eat like something like that and people just people judge you for that also, they really really do something too that <clears throat> i know it's hard to tell people about this kind of thing because they could always look at you like a certain way mm-hmm. they're like oh like but in reality i think it's one in three women actually go through an eating disorder yeah it's honestly something that's just really common at least, I think, Sadly, in America. It is very common, which is very Mainly upsetting. in America. But a lot of people don't know how to talk about it mm-hmm. and don't know how to come out about it. <clears throat> yeah. And a lot of people also don't talk about how common it is with men as well. Yeah. Something that's very important to talk about and, like, pay attention to is that the men in our society also deal with things like this. It's not just... And no one feels comfortable talking about it mm-hmm. because it's always, like, depicted as a very feminine thing. And I think America just has a really bad, like... <laughs> diet culture world yeah Um, everywhere you look it's it's never been more prevalent to me i think america they have i mean just a lot of unhealthy eating habits in general not only that it's like there's always a diet plan to turn your head to like everywhere you look the diet world makes so much money and honestly like diets don't fucking work billion dollar industry like diets do not work they lead to binge i think intuitive eating is the best thing that you could honestly do for yourself for those of you Allie, like can you explain intuitive eating so intuitive eating understand it. is literally just you listen to your body you eat when you're hungry you stop when you're full and you also eat like balanced meals you know and like you just listen Moderation. to your body yeah like if you want a piece of chocolate after dinner just have it because it will literally lead to a binge later on. Even if you want, like, two or three pieces of chocolate. Just, that's something that I've learned a lot is, like, it's it's different for everyone. Like I think moderation, portion control, too, is important. I mean, I'm not, like, saying, like, you should only have, like, a handful of chocolate. 
little chocolates um but i think portion control is also important because there's such thing as overeating and overeating is actually extremely bad for you like binge eating is not a like it's unhealthy it it, it does it's very unhealthy for your for your digestive system um disclaimer we're not doctors we're not <laughs> this doc- is just our personal I, experience no, but and binge opinions eating is is very unhealthy it yeah. is unhealthy but there's also a difference between listening to your body and then binging but there's what? also a difference between overeating listen because listening to your body could also mean overeating too like but, that's that's the misconception people have you have to eat intuitively because i mean everybody is different but when you're full you're full like just stop so Something come out, coming out of recovery that really scared me was something called extreme hunger. And it, when your body goes into starvation mode, or even just when you deprive your body for a certain amount of time, you face something called extreme hunger, and you're so hungry. Your body's you craving can, so many different your, things, Exactly. Too. Your body's going to withhold a bunch of food mm-hmm. just because it doesn't know when it's going to be like deprived again. And, and that's why recovery is hard, too. Recovery is very hard because you go through these periods of, like, being absurdly bloated like i went through something called edema and i had edema which is water retention in all parts of your body like my feet my face my arms like everything just bloats you get swollen up completely and you mistake that your brain your distorted brain mistakes that for gaining weight and that's something that makes eating disorders much harder to recover from because it's it's a fighting battle constantly with yourself and your brain and, like, it's very hard when your brain turns against you. Yeah. It's, there's nothing harder than that, whether mm-hmm. it's anxiety, depression, eating disorders, OCD, ADHD, like, mm-hmm. everything, all, all the above. Mental health in general is not something that's easy to deal with, and everyone is so strong. Like, BPD, bipolar, all of that. You're, like, everyone who experiences it, like, I want to give us all, like, a <laughs> big pat on the back because... Like, whether you talk about it or not, yeah, it's it's so important to recognize and applaud. And I feel like a lot of people go through this thing alone. Yeah. That's why it's so, like... Isolative. It's just very something isolated. that everyone goes through alone because everyone's embarrassed. And I think that's what makes it so much worse and harder to recover from. It's actually one of the reasons we're talking about this because it's hard to talk about and we just kind of want to normalize it. Okay, so moving on from that, we actually really want to talk about getting help and why it's so important and why it's really, really hard. Um, not only is it hard to talk about, like we just said, it's really hard to reach out and, like, validify it and, like, understand that what you're going through is valid. Guy, girl, adult, child, teen, kid, like, all the above. Yeah, and, like, to add on with Bella, I think that, like, you know, you don't have to have, like, a severe mental health problem or, like, be severely depressed to ask for a therapist. Like, I feel like, personally, for me, I felt like I shouldn't ask for a therapist because I don't really need one, and that, like, other people need it more than me, and, like, I'm just, like, using up someone's time for no reason, like, yada, yada. But, like, in reality, like, it's very important to talk about your problems with somebody that's not your family or friend because yeah. they can give you, like, the best advice. Um, You're saying I don't give good advice? Chill out. <laughs> also, another thing is, Come too, to is... Um, <laughs> I'm having a brain fart. <laughs> but, yeah, Go. I agree that... 
as good as as bomb as the advice I give is that it's not it's good, good enough. Watch it <laughs> is that it's important to talk to somebody else as well because they have a different view on it. They have an unbiased view on it. That's like something that's important. But another thing too is like this is kind of like a counterclaim, but like you should also take your own advice too. <laughs> like even though <laughs> having I'm saying self realization, having a yeah, like sometimes I ask Bella, I'm like, hey, what do you think of this top? And she'll be like, eh, I don't like it. But deep down inside, I'm like, I fucking like it. Like sometimes you just what are you talking about <laughs> in her gut? <laughs> go with your gut. The if first you thing you want a therapist, you want a therapist. You want to wear that top. Disclaimer. You wear the top. Disclaimer. I want to make it clear that I tell Allie all the time. I can't tell you what to do, but this is my opinion. And that's the best you can do as anybody. Like, as an, as a friend, as a parent, a person is going to make their own decisions regardless. Point blank period. Yes. Point blank <laughs> fucking period. And yeah, but recovery, going back to asking for help, recovery takes so much work. And... Something that was really frustrating to me is that people don't really understand how much I've been through and don't really understand how much it's affected me when it comes to mental health. And they, Ali's making a face at me, but like people really don't get the way that it's affected me not wanting to hang out with people or canceling on people. I, because I don't get it. She doesn't get it. Ali's Bella's always like, no. <laughs> Ali's always like, Bella, why, why don't you go out? Like, people want to hang out with you. <laughs> sometimes Bella will be like, oh, I'm thinking about hanging out with La 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 this weekend. And I'm like, I don't even want to fucking hear <laughs> She's it, like, bitch. I don't want to hear it. Like, I don't even want to hear it. Talk to somebody else. That's. Like, are you even going to see them? That's what I think. That's the thing. Like, people don't really get get it unless you've been through it which is a really good and important thing blah 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 but <laughs> like ali and i really clash on this because i don't get it thanks i'm happy you don't get it like i couldn't be happier that you don't get it you don't have to get it you just have to respect it and sometimes it. it's hard for me to accompany because someone i don't get it yeah and yeah. ali's like and why I'm, are you laying there on your ass <laughs> like I mean, get your ass yeah. up but she's like why like she sees me just laying on the floor like in a depressive episode not being able to get up and clean my room like not wanting to do anything with my life and like sometimes I get such like a like a feeling of being like empty like just empty like not being able to complete anything like shower like do my daily task and that like affects things and like prolongs me going to school makes me late to school and then people are People are like, why are you late? Like, why are you never here? And it's a lot of questions to answer, which I don't mind answering the questions. But, like, what am I going to say? Like, <laughs> I couldn't get up? <laughs> like, if you don't truly, if you don't understand it, it's not a valid issue to you. That's the thing. Like, mm -hmm. that's the hard part about mental health. Like, I've been told so many times, why do you have to be taught to eat? <laughs> like, why did you have to go somewhere and learn how to eat? But, mm -hmm. yeah. And, like, that's something that I, I personally, like, I can't really, really, like, understand. But I'm there for Bella as much as I can. She is. And I think, we've said this before, but I think Bella sharing her story could help a lot of people. Thanks, man. Feel. That means a lot. Yeah. Because it's really not as, like, calm as it is to talk about it. Like, as, like, flowy as our conversation's going. 
it's, it's hard like, yeah it's, it's really hard for me to talk about and we've sat on our asses re-recording this so, so many, many times. times so many times we've been here like oh do i want to share that with people or oh do i want to be that real but like yeah mm-hmm. like yeah we do because mm-hmm. that's kind of the point of why we're doing this whether mm-hmm. people like it or not yeah. <laughs> that's fine um this isn't really for anyone's like validation but just know that you're not alone and that yeah. your feelings are valid at the end of the day. Exactly. No matter what anybody says. I'm talking about this to help people as, like, an outlet because, like I said, for me, when I heard about anyone, like, mental health is real and, like, you subconsciously know that it's real and that people deal with it, but, like, I feel like when you hear someone going through it that you know, it becomes so much more prevalent and, like, like real. Like, when I've seen my friends go through it, like, I was in denial with my friends going through mental health problems a bunch of times. I was like, there's no way, like, I feel like a horrible person for saying this, but I'm like, maybe they're being dramatic. But, like, until I really went through it, there's no drama to it. Mm -hmm. Like, starving yourself, sitting on a bathroom floor, like, by yourself, like, sobbing Mm -hmm. is not something that's dramatic. Yeah. It's sad. And it's hard. And and if you go through that, you're, like, I'm sorry. You're, you're strong. Alone. You're strong. Like, and you'll get the beyond. Red. Yes. Yeah. And it's not worth it. It's not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's hard and like it's not sustainable. That's like one of the biggest parts of of like recovering is that it's not sustainable. That's all I heard in program and like in school and stuff. Like people die from this. It's so People sad. die from this. It's real. Yeah. Um a big trigger for some people is school. Like, for me, school was a problem, so that's why I got pulled out of it. Um, I couldn't comprehend anything. Your brain kind of is just like a fog. Yeah, it shuts off. Like, you, it just doesn't work. Like, there's, I could literally get into the science about it and, like, get literal about the neurons and, like, everything, <laughs> like, the way it cuts off, because that's what they do in program. They drill you with information, but... It helps you want to recover, though. It does. It really, really does. It, like... It kind of shocks you into recovering, but, like, I couldn't... It scares you, too. Yeah, Yeah. I couldn't, like, comprehend anything in school. I couldn't participate in, like, anything athletic. I wasn't able to go to gym. I'm still, like, a little on the the fence about that. Um, Like, I had to be walked to, like, the bathrooms in some... Sometimes, like, some periods. I wasn't in school through three lunch periods a week. The other two lunch periods, my dad had to come, like, pick me up and, like, meet me. And I had to be watched an hour after... It was, like, a whole shit show, and it took up time, it took up effort, and it took up energy, and it's not worth it. Just, that's it. It's not worth it. It's real, and it's a problem, and it's a part of you, but, like, it builds character, (laughs) as harsh as that is to say, but... Yeah, Yeah, and even though this episode was a little bit, like, I feel, like, sad and negative, but... Um, throughout this podcast, we want to talk about, like, positive things, too, and, like, what kind of, like, Mm -hmm. has helped us become the best versions of ourselves and, like, build a healthy relationship with, like, having a healthy lifestyle from, like, working out, out, food, etc., going out, relationships, building relationships with people, yeah, and, yeah, just in general, like, there was points, like, Allie and I have very different standpoints and very different, like, perceptions and, like, experiences which is what I think makes our conversation so interesting yeah um and like Allie does at-home workouts sometimes and she enjoys them but for me that brings back like bad memories like like we started this off with like yeah like Chloe Ting and like things like that 
I know every damn person listening to this knows what Chloe <laughs> Ting is. But for me, like, I'm still healing my my relationship with exercise. And, like, I used to go to the gym twice a day and, like, freak out. And, like, obsessively work out. But mm-hmm. now yeah, it's a different story. <laughs> Yeah. All right, so I think we're going to end this here. Thank you guys for listening to our podcast this week. <laughs> Stay tuned for next week. Um, It's going to be Litty Titty. Um, oh, my God. Thank right, you, guys. Bye. bye.